Good morning, everyone. Concept. It was a it was a movie that was uh, crowdsourced and then filmed by people from all over the world and then it was edited and compiled and uh, w you know as one sing singular day. It's kind of interesting. It's, I think the whole thing's on YouTube if you want to look it up. Uh, but today we are talking about embracing beauty, what it means to embrace beauty in our lives and how that how that relates to to our faith. And we've been going through, like I said the idea of love God, embrace beauty, and live life to the fullest. So before we get started today, uh, I want our uh, conversation to be uh, thought of as, have you ever had a m moment, have you ever experienced a moment where you were just in complete awe of life? And so that's where we're going to start our conversation today. So take a couple of minutes, get in groups of two or three, talk to your neighbor. Have you ever had a moment, have you ever experienced a moment where you just completely in all of life. All right, go. Oh, I have a lot. Um, I wrote about one in the bulletin this week where we went on this hike, uh, like right as we were like kind of the peak of our dating, like when we were like, oh, this is like real. And we went like road to Hana, Maui. It's like, if you could relive the perfect day, that was that day. But it ended on this incredible hike. We were trying to get there before dark, and we just like come through this clearing. There's like there's just no one there. It's this massive waterfall, still the coolest thing in nature that I've ever seen by far. But then it was also just amazing to be there with her, but then to be there uh, without anyone else there. I mean, it's just like quiet and pure, and it's just like perfect moment. Yeah. All right, let's bring it back. Well, I, there's, a, there's a funny scene in a movie. Has anybody seen uh, gar the movie Garden State? Garden, Garden State. It was early 2000s. It was kind of big. It was uh, 
really big in the 20-something crowd uh, in the early 2000s. But there's a, there's a scene in that movie when I always think about um, embracing just the most pure, ordinary moment. The whole movie is uh, just a weekend or a week of ordinary events. But it's a really beautiful movie if you haven't seen it. And uh, there's, a, there's a clip that I want us to watch uh, about that. I, I make a noise or I do something that no one has ever done before and then I can feel unique again even if it's only for like a second. So no one's ever done that? No, not in this spot, no. You just witness a completely original moment in human history. It's refreshing, you should try it. Oh, no, no. No, come on. No, I, you know what? I think that was good enough for the both. Come on. What are you, shy? This is your one opportunity to do something that no one has ever done before and that no one will copy again throughout human existence. And, and if nothing else, you'll be remembered as, as the one guy who ever did this. This one thing. How's that? Oh, I've done that one before. Uh, I've done that one before. <laughs> and I think a lot of times that's the challenge, embracing the beauty in the midst of kind of the most ordinary, uh, mundane, uh, plain existence, the uh, Monday through Friday. When I was, when I was 12, my uh, dad's dad got diagnosed with uh, severe uh, you know, late-stage lung cancer. And I remember, I remember being a few months later at, at his funeral with uh, my Little League baseball team. And we were sitting there at the funeral, and uh, everyone, everyone got up and uh, you know, said their condolences. And, and then we left and actually went to our Little League game right after the funeral. And I remember standing out on the pitcher's mound. Uh, they did a moment of silence for my grandpa. And I still feel, in a weird way, the weight of that moment. And it's so interesting how heavy moments like that can stay with us. And I, I often find a lot of my memories are tied to smell. Maybe, maybe there are certain smells that take you back to a certain time or to a certain place. I ran cross country when I was in high school, and we would have to get to a practice at, at 5.30 in the morning, and we would go run at, at this park that had a track around it, and in September, the, the grass is still dead from, from summer, but it's starting to get cooler, so it's kind of cool in the mornings, uh, and the ground is damp with dew, and you can smell uh, the wet, dead grass on a fall morning in Texas, and that's a smell that I can still, in some way, feel. There's these uh, moments in our lives that are that linger, that stay with us, that are in some small way meaningful to us. And whenever I think about the Jesus story, I, I read it sometimes from that perspective, trying to imagine the, the little mundane 
uh, events in the life of Jesus. And I love stories like the story in, in John chapter 2 where Jesus goes uh, to the wedding at Cana and his, his mom comes to him and says, you know, they're, they're out of wine, you need to do something. And he kind of looks at her like, okay, what do you want me to, I mean, they're out of wine. And, and then Jesus ends up uh, getting his disciples to uh, take these water basins. And we all know the story, the, the water turns into wine. And Jesus, in this small moment uh, that John records, keeps the party going. He keeps people in the moment having fun, enjoying this real life that we all get to experience the laughter that would have gone on at the wedding, the dancing that would have been there. I think about uh, Andrea and I's wedding, and I remember a very distinct moment of being at our rehearsal dinner the night before and standing there and in one of the most emotional moments in my entire life, standing in front of a group of people uh, from every era of both of our lives and thinking, how in the world, this moment will never happen again. Grandparents, friends from childhood, friends from post-college, all gathered in this small restaurant, and the joy and the weight of that moment uh, being so amazing. And then the next night, getting to to dance and to party and to laugh uh, with all of them is something that lingers a lifetime that we get to carry along and and we hear a story in the gospels of Jesus keeping a moment like that together sometimes laughter is a driving force in our lives something that we seek and something that we remember whenever I was a a freshman in college uh, I uh, had a potluck roommate a guy from East Texas named Michael and Michael and I became really really good friends and so we lived typical freshman dorm life, all dudes, third floor. We were called the Dirty Third. And let me tell you, the guys on my floor lived up to that name. So our floor was so, so entirely messy. And our next door neighbors, uh, we would prank each other back and forth. So it was Michael and I and then two guys next door. And we would just go back and forth, back and forth. And so, uh, like I said, the entire floor was... Uh, like it was a dump, the entire floor. And the guys next door to us were particularly messy. So our cafeteria below would have, uh, they would, you could take an actual like full pizza for dinner and just take it up to your room. So naturally the guys that lived uh, next door to us had pizza boxes from floor to ceiling, no lie, like three stacks of them. So you can imagine what the rest of their dorm room looked like. So we thought, oh, it would be so great. We'll, um, We'll wire hanger, because it's like key card entry, we'll wire hanger under the door, unlock the door, break in, and we'll prank them. So we thought it'd be great if we went to, uh, we went to the local grocery store, H-E-B, shout out, and uh, we got sardines, uh, we got tomato puree, uh, we got uh, another, some like fish sauce, and we all, we poured it into just the plastic bag that we got at the grocery store, and we had these hollowed out beds. So there was a mattress, and then it sat on this like wood block, and then there was you know, nothing inside. So we 
broke into their uh, dorm room with a wire hanger, took our fish sauce bag thing, and strategically placed it underneath one of the guy's uh, mattresses in the corner. Well, as you can imagine, uh, a week goes by, and their room that already smells like trash uh, starts to smell even worse. And so uh, eventually they are forced to clean out their entire room and uh, I mean, it smell the whole hallway smells. One time we, one time we pranked them uh, by drilling a a hole through the wall and uh, placing a. We bro had to break in again. We placed a cup of water on a shelf that was sitting on our wall that was adjoined, and uh, we taped to the cup full of water a fishing line that ran through the hole that we drilled in the wall. And at three in the morning. We pulled the fishing line and dumped water all over the guy sleeping below the shelf. Uh, some of our greatest memories, some of our greatest memories in life, are tied to dumb pranks. And I often think, I wonder what Jesus and the disciples like. What, they had to have had inside jokes. They traveled, they traveled all around together. I mean, they were all over the all over the region. Uh, you know, going back and forth over the Sea of Galilee, they had to have some pretty rich inside jokes. There are so many great things that um, we are allowed to experience. And when we think of being a community that embraces beauty, um, these are the types of moments uh, we are invited to, to savor. Uh, I think it's really profound that uh, the core movement of of our faith is God coming as a man, God coming as Jesus. Uh, John chapter 1 says uh, in the message that, that the word put on flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. I love that line. The word God put on flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. Uh, it's this downward movement that we are invited to participate in, to savor, uh, there's this great story in, uh, in Genesis. We've been in Genesis a lot lately. Um, chapter 28 in the life of Jacob, where Jacob has this dream. And in this dream, he um, has this realization that when he wakes up, the ground that he is on is holy ground. And when we think of embracing beauty, I think it is that, that slight realization that uh, we are always on holy ground. Jacob says that uh, the ground was holy and I didn't even know it. And I think a lot of times um, circumstances in our life, annoyances in our life, uh, always try to, to bend us to think that uh, this is ordinary. The ground isn't holy. Uh, this is annoying. Uh, whenever our, our core... Uh, scripture says, no, no, the ground is holy. Uh, you are given life, breath, the ruah that we've been talking about the last several weeks. You have been given this opportunity to savor, uh, to become, in a way, more human. That God, in Jesus, becomes human uh, to live a life of love and a self-offering gift. Hebrews uh, 2.17 says it like this. That's why Jesus had to enter every detail of human life. Then, when he came before God as the high priest, to get rid of people's sins, he would already have experienced it for himself. 
all the pain, all the testing, and would be able to help us whenever we needed it. That Jesus comes in human life in every way, in the pain, in the agony, in the joy, in the laughter, just as we experienced it. So what does it mean to be a community in 2016 that embraces beauty? How do we find our life here and now in the person sitting next to you? Because um, we know that when we slide open our phones, like we have a stack of emails waiting for us. How do we embrace beauty in the midst of that? Because we can. We can see this as just another week to get through. I know that that is my default setting. Oh, it's just another week. I'll get to uh, Friday at 5, and then I'll complain about my week, and then next thing I know, it's Sunday afternoon, and I probably have to do a little prep work for Monday so then I can do this whole thing over again. We can see it that way. When every ounce of our body and when our culture wants to say that this is meaningless. We know that it's not. Um, like Jacob, we are given the opportunity to wake up and realize that we have been standing on holy ground all along. We embrace beauty by becoming more human, by noticing texture and color and the funny sounds our friend makes when they laugh. You don't need to be an artist. You don't need to be an artist to embrace beauty. You don't. We read, we sing, we write, we paint, we dance, because we are human. We are made in the image of God. Made in the image of God. To embrace this life, the life that we share together, in everything that it brings, the life that tends to be so heavy and so lovely. I want to close uh, with a reading by Kyle Lake. Uh, many of you know that Kyle Lake was uh, the pastor uh, that passed away that I spoke about the very first week I was here. Really influential in, in my life, and uh, he has a, a, a sharp word to say on this this morning. He says, Abandon your plans of escape and be where you are. Plant gardens and live, and live well. I don't know what your planting gardens may look like, but let me provide a glimpse of what they might be like. Live and live well. Breathe. Breathe in and breathe deeply. Be present. Do not be past. Do not be future. Be now. On a crystal clear, breezy, 75-degree day, roll down the windows and feel the wind against your skin. Feel the warmth of the sun. If you run, then allow those first few breaths on a cool autumn day to freeze your lungs. And do not just be alarmed, be alive. Get knee-deep in a novel and lose track of time. If you bike, pedal hard, and if you crash, then crash well. Feel the satisfaction of a job well done, a paper well written, a project thoroughly completed, a play well performed. If you must wipe the snot from your three-year-old's nose, don't be disgusted if the Kleenex, Kleenex didn't catch it all, because he will soon be wiping his own. If you recently experienced loss, then grieve and grieve well. At the table with friends and family, laugh. If you're eating and laughing at the same time, then you might as well laugh until you puke. And if you eat, then smell. 
The aromas are not impediments to your day. Steak off the grill, coffee beans freshly ground, cookies in the oven, and taste. Taste every ounce of flavor. Taste every ounce of friendship. Taste every ounce of life, because it is most certainly a gift. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this life that you have given us that tends to be both so heavy and so lovely. We pray that we, this morning, will wake up and realize that we are standing on holy ground, that life in the ordinary is also life extraordinary that you became human in order to show us, to teach us the way, your way, to be a guide, uh, a guide that we are invited to participate in, a life that we are invited into. Laughter and love and friendship and food, that it's not about Sunday morning, it's not about... um, whether or not uh, sound is right or um, whether we say the right thing, uh, but it is about just participating in your joy, your goodness, your grace, your love, so that we could be that in the world. Lord, we pray that we will be a community that embraces beauty in the everyday, that we will never take a moment in Jesus' name.